Hello again. This is Your Life from God podcast. Conversations based on biblical principles about you and life and having a relationship with God. Hello, this is Vicki. Thank you for joining us again. And this episode, we're going to continue in a season of affirmation of the children of God, based upon specifics, the specificity of who we are. Because out of all things that we grasp in the Bible, and as we grow in our knowledge of God and the works of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we come to understand a lot of things. And God increases that knowledge in measure as we continue on. But he left with us particular letters that were that apostles, those who have witnessed Christ with experiences of what it is to be believer in Jesus Christ. And as a matter of fact, God has uh, unfolded and revealed and increased our knowledge of him as time has gone on. So those letters that we look at are letters by which believers of the early church, the formation of what is called the church, and the spreading of the news that God, Emmanuel himself, has come. And salvation... Jesus Christ, Jesus, the one who saves, the Christ, the Messiah, was born into the world and the kingdom of God is being manifested through its believers. So the early church experiences great works of the apostles, the uh, influences and the works of the Holy Spirit confirming who our Lord and Savior is by many witness of himself, of his person, even after his ascension. But then we get to a time where the apostles, I mean the apostles, which are messengers sent out to spread the gospel, to do the work of God, which in the Greek actually is martyr, which we understand in the English interpretation, one who has suffered death for some reason or not another. But of his disciples, and there is a particular letter that John, and he was one of the last ones to survive. And first John particularly you can get a sense as you, as you read the letter and as the Spirit ministers to each of us. In 1 John, 
that he was nearing uh, being uh, of old age. As a matter of fact, I believe they called him the elder. He was the beloved disciple who experienced the love of God and had a very strong relationship in that regard with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and which we are now also in the sacredness of holiness and in fellowship have communion with our Lord. So John the Elder wrote the epistles of John, one, two, and three are attributed to him. He is also the author of the gospel according to John. And he is named as such the beloved disciple of Jesus Christ. He writes in First John, letters that are of a maturing human and a maturing believer. You can get a sense of him resting in the peace of God, having knowledge of the martyrdom of the other apostles and disciples. And of his condition being left on an isolation or imprisonment of an isolation on the Isle of Patmos, where he wrote the book of Revelations. But this particular letter, the underlining premise is the entitlement of this episode. See as God sees. Because Paul haven't, uh, John haven't been given many visions regarding what is at hand at the second coming of the Lord and Jesus Christ and the conditions of followers, the conditions of the world, the impact of followers that we are to experience. When he talks about seeing, and it is attributed and interrelated with truth. And he uses the word truth as a cementing of who we are. And again, this letter is, of course, of a maturing, having seen and have knowledge of what is ahead to encourage. And the maturing is that truth is absolute. And there's no wavering, there's no compromising, and there are no altering of it. Contrarily, we have adopted degrees of falsehood or 
falsities where we call something white lie or partially the truth. And that is the modern world tolerance of deceptions and impressions. And that's a modern take. But, but John had to see it. And he, and he talks um, and speaks much of the knowledge. And this is when it says that he always wants us, that God does not want anyone to perish, but come into the knowledge of the truth. And he begins the letter in saying that you know God, you've experienced God, and these are cementing or uh, affirmation of believers being cemented in the truth, that God exists, that uh, life is, eternal life is solely through Jesus Christ, and eternal life is the destination of the continuation. It is the, the realm of eternity where time has no beginning or an end. And he speaks in terms but again, he comes from the, um, the overflow of the love of God that he has poured out in this letter and compassionately writes to us because this is the early church, but yet and still it's timeless work of the Holy Ghost impacting us to remain. So all that we see in the New Testament and the, the works or the encouragements of the epistles or the letters to believers in particular regions of the world were to encourage them in particular ways or admonish them as well in particular areas of misunderstanding or errors in judgment or errors in doctrine. And that is some of the things that ex were experienced because of the influences of eyes that could not see the Messiah and their eyes and eyes of believers under the law of Moses and those who were um, Stocktonism, those who believed uh, in, you know, the flesh, and then those who actually believe that there are more than one gods or gods or whatever the realm there is. So in that time, in that age, you had those um, forces coming against the church and it's evolving through the manifestations of the Spirit of God, the work of God in the believers involving their growing in the understanding, growing in the embodiment of being a believer in Christ and the influences of who Jesus is in respect to our brothers and sisters who were under the law of Moses. 
God opened our eyes to understand and gave us knowledge and we are centered or cemented in that truth that God used his chosen people as the ones to bring forth and expose the world that there is one God, but because of all those things that occurred, the promise was that the seed of God will also come, that Gentiles can be grafted in to the same exposure of the presence of God. And that was the, uh, the rituals of, of Judaism and the, 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 the new nation that was being birthed to be utilized as the earthly understanding of the spiritual that we are now seeing. And as a matter of fact, they are exactly the same, except the earthly we now gain in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The earthly rituals and practices of sin, we are washed. There was a physical washing and cleansing. We are washed. The baptism, of course, is a, of, of water. Immersion is the uh, symbolism or the act of cleansing but it is by the blood of Jesus Christ. There are animal sacrifices that represented the cleansing as well, the washing. Nonetheless, Paul, overflow of God's love, love of Christ, elder, maturing, writes and says, you are cemented in the truth. You've experienced the Lord. You know and seen and witnessed his works. You've had an experience with the Lord. These are the things. And you will be persecuted by those who cannot see. But we have eyes as God. And God has shown himself more and more in our experiences as we walk and grow in the Lord in our relationship with deepening trust in God. So he says that if you don't do this, the truth is not in you, the love is not in you, because the love, the, the knowledge of the truth allows the love of God to permeate through, not only the joy remain, but permeate through these areas of adversity that we will experience. Because love does conquer a multitude of sins. It can turn around the love of God, the unconditional love of God, which is the ultimate of our belief, being cemented in the truth that God is the absolute, Jesus' love, the absolute, eternal life is there for us. But he says, if you cannot, and what are you speaking are those that are on the fence and those that are still outside looking in. 
Because that distinguishes says that you know the truth. But those that, if you, he's particularly saying those that are looking in from the outside, you can't see afar off. Short-sighted. Because the work of the Lord is sure. And those no wavering. And then there's another thing about the seeing the eyes. For it's that sight with the natural eyes is deceiving. It's deceptive. deceptive. It's interconnected to the individual that is looking. It hones in on what is not instead of what is hones in on the things that cannot understand and dispels them. When the light shines, evil runs because it cannot, cannot stand what is being exposed. So that is what John is encouraging to the believers in his letter. And he actually continues on, but this is just the first chapter, and it refers to the spiritual state, and, and it says that you, the truth being a child of God, the truth that you've experienced the Father, the truth that Jesus is the way, the truth that eternal life uh, is awaiting, is our inheritance, the truth and these are the spiritual state. This is the spiritual state of that truth. And that is the love of Christ overflowing. And that's the premise. Of course, there are other subtitles as God ministers. Our prayer that we remain to see as God gives and opens our eyes to see, and we remain in Jesus Christ, praying that we allow the Lord to continue to work in those areas that he desires to increase us in, particularly in this one, being cemented in the truth, seeing, as God sees. Till the next time, sharing God's blessings. Goodbye.